0: We're two weeks into the launch now and on the whole I think it's gone very well. The thing is, you know, day to day I've been so manically busy and juggling so many things and it's been such an emotional roller coaster that it's been quite difficult to take that macro view and think that everything is going well. But as I sit here now and reflect a bit, I've got to be happy with the first two weeks. It couldn't have gone any better really. So the name change that I worried so much about in the last episode. Totally forgotten about now. In fact, I really like Pomodo now and I've had lots of good feedback on it. And people seem to like the backstory behind it too, with a completely random link to the Komodo dragon. So I'm glad that worked out. If anyone is new to listening to this, um, I'll give you a quick overview of the business or even if you're not, I'll give you a quick refresher and an update as to where we are at. So Pomodo is essentially a sports podcast company. The goal is that for any sports person that wants to create a podcast but aren't quite sure where to start or how to do it, we will do it all for them. All the way from helping them with the idea to full production, distribution, promotion and crucially, monetization. I say crucially for that because there are many podcast production companies out there that could create a pretty decent podcast and get it distributed. The challenge comes in scaling an audience and monetizing that. With my background in podcasts and more broadly audio monetization, I feel as though I can really offer something quite unique here that does both the production and the monetization together that I don't think many other companies would be able to do to the same level. And alongside the player podcasts, There's a few general sports podcasts that I want to create too, so these will still include today's sports stars, but they won't belong to one particular player. These will be a crucial part of my business as the IP ownership for these will rest fully with Pomodo, making these much more of an attractive and more lucrative in the long run. Now that we've officially launched the company and are up and running, plans have begun on the first two of these, so I'm really excited to update you on those over the next couple of episodes. Content-wise, our first podcast that I mentioned in the last episode went live, Couples Quarantine, with James Haskell and Chloe Maidley, and it's gone fantastic. Um, Great reviews, it's been in the top 30 of the Apple charts, which is amazing for a brand new show, and it's been featured in the main editorial slots of both Spotify and Apple Podcasts, which is also fantastic. Um, One of the business decisions I made was to hire a freelance PR person for this, so both to get this podcast as much promotion as possible and also to give my company launch some publicity too. Um, On the latter, that has definitely paid off. And The press release was a bit punchy, if I'm honest, Um, But it's certainly made an impact as I've had lots of people contact me as a result. So that's definitely a big tick for that one. Um, On the couple of quarantine PR, I guess time will tell what the actual impact of all this will be. But so far, I can only imagine that it's going to be very positive. Um, We've managed to secure them a lot of PR for this mainstream media, lifestyle magazines podcast trade press, even TV appearances. Um, Annoyingly we've had to decline a few of those as James is writing a book which is due to be released soon and his publishers want to limit his public appearances ahead of that which I do completely understand why, Um, but still it's always a shame to have to turn down some free publicity Um, We've also had to decline a big feature in the Mail Online which would have been amazing, but to be fair about four minutes into the very first episode they both completely slammed off the Daily Mail so probably best to avoid that one Um, they don't seem like the kind of publication to get on the wrong side of especially this early into the company Um... We're also busy recording the second podcast. Uh, it's called Outside the Box, and it's a podcast about women in sport. It's hosted by BT Sport TV presenter Becky Ives, and she's interviewing people that are influential in women's football for the first season. Um, it's been great working with Becky. She knows exactly what she wants, has got some really interesting guests lined up, and it, you know, she's amazing at what she does, and we're on the same page creatively when it comes to podcast two, which is great. Uh, we've tried to make the show a bit more dynamic and modern than many of the other podcasts in the same space. Yes, it's still a one-to-one interview, but we've got lots of fun little games throughout each episode to get their competitive juices flowing and to break up the chat a little bit, just to try and make it a bit more interesting and entertaining rather than just a flat-out interview. Um, So I'm really excited about that one and we're hoping to release this in September to coincide with the start of the new season. So in between releasing Couples Quarantine, recording outside the box, recording this podcast, of course, and the small matter of launching a business and everything that goes into that. Yeah, it's been rather busy. I mentioned at the beginning that the last couple of weeks have been a bit of an emotional roller coaster and it most certainly has. Like I said, I can only be absolutely delighted with the way that the first couple of weeks have gone but I've still had some moments of doubt and a little bit of anxiety. Nothing too dramatic, you know, these aren't like holy shit, what have I done kind of moments and I'm not at all, you know, lying awake at night for hours on end worrying about stuff. Um, but just a few moments of that show that I have in mind. Can it really get the audience I've said it will? Can I really monetize these things to the level I have indicated in my commercial modeling? Those are the kind of things that keep creeping into my head, which I'm sure is pretty natural. Uh, And sometimes, you know, the more you look at something, the more you start to doubt yourself. It's funny how your brain does that to you sometimes. Um, The other thing that hasn't really helped is that many people have been saying to me, and they mean well when they do this, but they've been saying to me, you could do this, you could do that, how about this idea? And I'm like... Yeah, maybe. I mean, these are all potentially really good ideas. But the fact is, I don't know yet what for my current plan is going to work and what is going to fail. Um, I feel as though I've got a pretty good, robust plan in place. I just need to go and do that now. You know, failure in some areas is inevitable. It's going to happen. Not everything that I've said in my business plan is going to work out perfectly, as I said. But the point is, I don't know which bits are going to not work out yet. I don't know where my challenges and roadblocks are going to be and therefore I don't know which other new ideas I need to adopt. At some point I know I'm going to have to pivot and expand and try to do different things. But right now, I need to execute the plan that I've set out and then be prepared to be fluid and flexible based on what is working and what is not. And on that note, one thing I really need to improve on as a business owner is going to be patience. I've done my planning. I know that we're not gonna start generating revenue until a few months in. I mean, it takes a while to create the shows, takes a while to build an audience, and takes a while to get the brands signed up. But even on like day two, I had these moments of panic, like, <gasps> that we need to make some money, and every day we're not, it makes me anxious, but you know, I just have to remember to be patient, execute the plan that I have set out, and the revenue will follow. So that's really something I need to tell myself on a daily basis. The other thing I need to get used to is just the general new working routine. Um, At Spotify, my days were dominated by meetings, both external and internal, and I mean a lot of internal meetings. Um, In between those meetings, my working routine was dominated by my inbox. You know, some days could literally be filled with just having a meeting, and in between those meetings, just responding to emails. Um, and as a result, I think I've kind of got this weird addiction to my inbox. I know that sounds strange, but I feel myself almost desperate to receive new emails and almost delighted when I do. Is that sad? Please tell me that other people feel the same as this so I'm not some kind of strange weirdo. Um, So, you know, now that I haven't got those internal meetings, I mean, I don't have anyone to have an internal meeting with these days. um, And now that I don't have hundreds of emails landing in my inbox each day, it feels a bit strange. Um, Obviously, it's more productive. You know, without these distractions, I can really get stuck into something and focus on that one thing. Um, But I have to learn that when an email comes in, I don't have to look at it immediately. And I don't have to get back to people immediately. But again, back to that silly little addiction thing, I just can't seem to help myself. Um... The obvious thing to do is just to turn off my notifications or or maybe shut down Gmail whilst I'm working on something else. But I don't think I'm ready to do that yet. Um, I think I want that hit of a new email arriving. It's a bit pathetic really, isn't it? Um, I mean, it sounds like I'm dealing with some kind of hardcore drug-like heroin here. um, But to use that analogy, my plan is to slowly wean myself off Gmail. Uh, My goal is that by the time I record this episode of of the podcast the next time, um, I'll have at least my email notifications turned off or something along those lines. Um, We shall see how that goes. I've really enjoyed the freedom of the lack of meetings, though. You know, I feel a good strength of mine has been the ability to work with a lack of structure. Um, You know, these days, time is irrelevant for me. Um, I'm not bound by any time zones, I'm not dictated by meetings or stuck to a 9-to-5 routine and I like that. I'm in control of my own destiny. Um, I basically have between 6am and 10pm each day to fill and within that I want to strike a balance of work, exercise, family time, eating and sleep. And I'm delighted to have reintroduced the daytime power nap into my routine which you just can't do when you've got a normal job. Um, And I genuinely feel that that brings me so many benefits. So I do try and get a sneaky little power nap in most days. Um, And I can exercise when I want. You know, I've really enjoyed the variation with my exercise recently. Um, Exercise has always been a crucial ingredient for me for my general mood and productivity. Um, And when I was a member of the gym, it's just too easy to get into a routine of going to the gym and doing the same old shit again and again and again. Um, But I've really enjoyed not having a gym, you know, exercising in the garden, going to the local park to do something, uh, open water swimming in the local river. That's been a revelation for me this summer. I mean, I'm an absolutely terrible swimmer. Shocking technique. And my body shape is just not built for streamlining through water at all. Uh, But who cares? I'm not in a race Um, And it's just a really refreshing way to start or end the day. Um, And it doesn't hurt too. I mean, after years of getting my body battered on the rugby pitch, it's quite rare to be able to do some form of exercise that doesn't hurt somewhere in my body. Um, But one thing that's been difficult to manage has been the holidays and the time with the kids. Um, Due to the current pandemic, we're not going on a big family holiday this year. And to be honest with you, I don't feel right taking time off right now. It just makes me feel guilty and anxious that I'm not working. um, And I want to spend as much time as possible working on the business. Um, But I'm also conscious that this is the kids' summer holidays. And, you know, they've been stuck at home for months on end now. So for their sake, it's super important that we are doing stuff and getting out and about. Um, so I've been making sure that I block out some time for family excursions, just blocking out the odd half day here and there and completely switching off work-wise. That still makes me feel a bit anxious doing that but at least if I'm working you know, for hours beforehand and hours afterwards, I'm doing so knowing that I've put enough hours in throughout the rest of the week to not lose out on any of that crucial work time. So that's it for me in this episode, I think. Um, the goal of the next couple of weeks is to really get the ball rolling on these franchise shows I have in mind and also see if I can optimise the monetization side a bit, see what companies I can partner with to make sure that the fill rate and the yield will be as high as possible once we have scale. Um, so not sure if anybody's gained anything by listening to this or if you found this interesting at all but I'll keep documenting my thoughts and progress every couple of weeks or so Uh, and hopefully my pathetic little addiction to the hardcore drug that is email will be eased by the next time thank you for listening and joining me on this journey as a startup founder please follow like share and subscribe to this podcast and we'd love to hear your thoughts and stories from your own personal startup journeys too so please follow us and comment on social media at Podcasts. we've also got loads of great new shows launching soon the first of those being couples quarantine with james haskell and chloe madeley who are positioning themselves as today's modern day agonians They will be responding to people's questions, comments and stories about being in a relationship in their own unique style. So please give that a listen. I promise you it's going to be very entertaining. Thank you for listening to Pomodo and being part of this journey.